With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The following is a high-five moment from HighFiveCasino.com. Welcome to Burger Yippee. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won! Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing High Five Casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Woo! <laughs> I won again! I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your High Five moment today? Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. Before AI can help your business predict demand, accelerate growth, inform decisions, automate tasks, reveal insights, generate content, you have to trust it. Introducing WatsonX Governance, helping you govern any AI as data, models, and policies change so you can scale it responsibly. Let's create AI that begins with trust with WatsonX Governance. Learn more at ibm.com governance. IBM, let's create. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 All right, everybody. Good evening as we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Did you guys know that 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance? What do you got to do? Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Aaron and Artie, it's like a special edition of the show. Aaron Torres, co-host of the show. How is Vegas, my friend? Vegas was phenomenal, Arnie. First of all, uh, Arnie and Aaron, it sounds like, uh, like, remember Bernie and Ernie, the, uh, <laughs> like the, uh, Tennessee guys back in the day? They were a little yes, before yes. my time, but it just rolls <laughs> off the tongue. It's awesome. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you, uh, sharing your airwaves with me this evening. Bernie and Ernie, uh, Ernie Grunfeld and Bernard King, right? Did I get that right there? I think so. I don't even know. It just sounded cool. So, you know, it, so it's stuck in my head. I mean, now they would have t shirts and all that stuff, but, uh, but yeah, Bernie and Ernie, Arnie and Aaron. It's uh, you know we're gonna make some some sweet music together over these next couple hours. You were out in Vegas for a lot of these conference tournaments. I mean, and by the way, I just I just got to go ahead and and just put this uh, this disclaimer in. We could be talking, and this happens every week. Everybody knows on the crew. The whole crew is here. Raider Ryan's here. Eminem's here. The Sager's here. I know that's not his name, but I want you to know something. Every week I do the show. Somehow my Arizona Wildcats play. So you could be talking. And if I go, oh, get out of here, I may not necessarily be talking to you. I could be just talking to the TV because Arizona and USC playing right now. And it, it just aggravates me when my team's on, on TV and, I, and I, I do the show there, Aaron. It's okay. It's very good. Uh, you know, the thing is, is that, uh, one, I get yelled at all the time at home, so it's not a big <laughs> deal if, uh, if you yell at me. Uh, two, but I'm fired up to see your Wildcats. You know, it was really funny, uh, Arnie. Obviously, when I, uh, when I, uh, was asked to come, I, I made some arrangements to come home early. The plan was always to come home, uh, probably midday, moved up the, the, the segment, you know, moved up my travel a little bit so I could, join you here but i'm not gonna lie i i shed a little tiny tear last night at at a uh, t-mobile center because 
all, 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 it was funny. All week long, I was like, you know, I've seen USC so much during the season living here in Los Angeles. I've seen yep. Arizona. But then the matchup happened, and both teams played so well last night. I said, man, I really want to be here tomorrow. But if there was anywhere that I couldn't be besides Vegas, it'd be here talking hoops with you. Uh, and let me, if you've ne- and if, if people listening to us around the country, if you've never been to Vegas, uh, let me put it so you're not a man. I'm sorry. I you're right. I'm going to say it like that. Yeah. If you've, ne- you've never lived life. Unless you've been to Las Vegas. I, I mean, and I hate to say, I hate to take you away from, it's like a, a toy store for adults. There's, there's nothing better yeah. than Vegas. 48 hours could take a year off your life. Uh, uh, pretty it much, it uh. nearly did for me. Yeah. It was funny. <laughs> I got in Wednesday morning uh, for the first, you know, and I, I literally dropped off my bags and went straight to the T Mobile Center for the first set of games. And that was the early games where the, the, the best teams weren't playing. Uh, but I was there all day Wednesday, all day Thursday. Uh, by Friday midday, I was like, get me the heck out of here. I am ready to go home. Uh, but, of course, then I got to watch great basketball in the evening time. But Vegas, Vegas, my favorite city in America. But I'll tell you this, Arnie, you know, everyone wants to go for that first weekend of the NCAA tournament yeah, bet on all yeah. the games. This is the week to be there. I, oh. I truly believe it. First of all, I talked to a ton of guys in the sports book uh, that were just that that decided rather than coming out next week, it's so kind of commercialized to come out the first week in the NCAA tournament. They decided to come out this week. So first of all, you got just as many good games. Then you got three conference tournaments in the city. It was un- Arnie. You got to go next year. Do a live remote show from there, and then you can get me to come out. We can do this show next year from Vegas. You- I, I think I, I did. I just sell you right there. No, no. Do, do you know where I live? Though it takes me like three days by telephone just to go ahead to get to the West Coast. I I feel like I don't even live in the same country. I'm like I I live so far away. It, it's I'm on the uh, of course I'm on the West Coast studios. Uh, you guys are East Coast studios. You guys are on the West Coast studios. I feel like I'm so far away from everybody. But hey, you know what? I could always make a trip out to Los Angeles and out to Vegas. Uh, I may do that next year. We do have a lot to get to. If you want to get a hold of us. Real simple. Uh, you can send us tweets. Aaron underscore Torres. You're one of those guys with the with the underscore. Is that the way it is? That's the way it yeah. works for you, Aaron. Whoever this Aaron Torres character is, yeah. that isn't me. Uh, hijack that. Uh, that. Oh that no! Handle. I get the wrong one. No, somebody oh. beat me to it. I mean, oh. I'm the most important Aaron Torres, but you know, I ju- I guess I'm just not as punctual as this other guy. And stinking genius one, we should get tweets today like we're rock stars. Uh, or you could do it the old-fashioned way. If you could say, no, 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 today I've got to call these knuckleheads. 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. Good crew coming up. Howie Schwab's going to stop on by. You you may remember him from the Four Letter Network. Uh, now here with Fox, he does all our bracketology and stuff like that. I feel like I should just be asking him trivia questions. I love Howie. Big fan of his there, Aaron. I yeah, I remember the show on TV. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and I was th- Schwab. I, I was thinking about it today. I think, and I don't know Howie. I don't want to speak out of school here. I think bracketology was the job that he was born to do, and oh. I'll tell you why. Because he's got that categorical brain where he can just compartmentalize everything. Oh, it's and, crazy. Yeah, and so when we bring up San Diego State or USC, or we say, "Hey, is NC State still on the bubble?" He will list off. 
their 11 best wins right off the top of his head. And really, that's the kind of mind that you have to have to do that job and do it well. And he's been awesome for Fox Sports this year. He, he knows more than Hartman. I mean, Hartman tells stories like it's going out of style. Yeah. I mean, oh, but, but, but Howie, I, here's the trivia question I want to ask him. I, and I'll let him think about it. I, I heard this the other day. I love this. Uh, in the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame, three people have been inducted in the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame that have nothing to do with the game of baseball. They weren't a player, an umpire, an owner, inventor of the bat or ball or strike zone or electric scoreboard or anything like that. Three people in the Baseball Hall of Fame that have nothing to do with the game of baseball. You think he'll get that one or what? Is one of them uh, Pete Rose? Oh, no, no, no. Not, not Pete Rose. No. I, I, well, I actually, I am genuinely curious to hear that answer. Yeah, I, 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 I can't even imagine what the answer would be. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and I'm going to give that to Howie and, and we'll let him think about it as he goes through some college basketball with us and then he'll, we'll see if he can come up with the answer. I, I feel like we should just ask him a bunch of trivia. Anyway, DeSager will join us later on this hour. He'll keep us caught up in all the scores, especially with the late game. I know uh, Dan Marley's Grand Canyon team is playing. We'll get into that later on. My Arizona Wildcats in the Pac-12 championship. I think with the Big West championship will be coming up. Uh, so many games so late at night. Hour two Vegas runner will stop on by live from where you used to be, Las Vegas, will kind of take a gambling aspect. And, you know, I'm kind of curious what with Texas Southern, who how much they were to win their conference. They had lost their first 13 games. I know we'll get into that also, Aaron. That, that's absolutely incredible. And plus, we'll, we'll get our picks later on uh, before we get out of here. But let's kind of start with this right now. Uh, from the earlier games today, you know, I was watching some of them. I got to tell you, just, just general stuff on this. I was watching Cincinnati beating Memphis, Houston uh, earlier today. Houston really really impresses me. This is a team probably a lot of people don't pay attention to. I like them. I like Cincinnati. And Kentucky just keeps on winning. They're back on track also, Aaron. Do we want to nerd out with Houston right now? Because I'll go so deep on Houston. Uh, it's unbelievable. Well, yeah. nerd out a little bit. Go ahead and nerd out. Because my Sunday uh, uh, co-host, Plank, he nerds out on, on combines and what people run in the 40 and how high they jump and what they run where they grab one block and put it back and grab the other block and put it back. So <laughs> I don't even know what they call that. So go ahead and nerd out a little bit. Well, no, what I was going to say was yeah. I've watched them uh, throughout the season, obviously, as they've become more of a contender uh, for an at-large berth, and they might win the automatic bid, and it might not matter. But they, about three weeks ago, I said, wow, that team is really good. Now, they're a typical, they're not a mid-major. They're, they're something a little bit above a mid-major, but they don't have a ton of size. They don't have a ton of depth, but they defend like you-know-what. They've got two great guards on the perimeter, and they were that team that I felt like, okay, they're going to be in nobody's bracket, and they're going to end up in the Sweet 16. They're going to be yeah. nobody. You know, nobody's going to be talking about them. And, and maybe, maybe if I make it back to Vegas, I can put a little, you know, a little coin on them. But now they won today. They beat yeah. Wichita. Everybody knows about them. My whole. I plan. like that Clyde Drexler guy. He's pretty good. Oh wait, that's that's forget about that. My bad. That's a long time ago. It was, but I, I thought that the, I thought that this was my easy gambling win. You know, pay a couple bills. But now everybody knows about them because they're awesome. Yeah, well, I'm I'm looking to, I'm looking forward to see will they'll be put in the NCAA tournament? Will they'll get seed? How about Kentucky? I never thought I would say this. A team a little bit under the radar. You know, everybody says, oh, you know, a team that starts off very high, but coming into this year, expectations not like they've wore the last couple of years. You know what I mean about Kentucky, Arnie? I, this is one of my big kind of talking points and beliefs in yeah. this season. It, it, this is going to sound crazy to you. 
I think we've now gotten to a point where I think John Calipari is underrated as a coach. That, wow. That sounds insane, but think With about, a year like this? Well, uh, this is what I'm saying, though, is that I think everyone just kind of assumes, oh, and, and you know, look, five, six years ago, he had the, 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 the uh, people thought, oh, all he does is recruit good players, he can't coach. Well, he disproved that narrative. But this year, I don't think people realize how incredible what he's done is. He brought back... No one. They had two sophomores that logged any minutes last year. Everybody else was a freshman. And by the way, those two sophomores weren't even that good. I don't think either of them played in the NCAA tournament last year. So it's not like they brought back uh, uh, you know, a couple impactful sophomores. So their whole team is basically freshmen. Check this out, Ernie. So first of all, and he brings that on him, though, Aaron. You know that, though. That's what you get when you recruit kids that are going to be one and done, and you don't want to recruit kids that are going to be there three or four years. Well, here's the thing is with that is that it, it, it's a weird situation for both Kentucky and Duke because I don't know what they can do at this point. And let me explain is that the thing is when you recruit a one-and-done kid, it's hard to recruit kids that are going to stay three, four, and five years because you're always recruiting over them. And so if you have a Marvin Bagley or an Anthony Davis or a John Wall that wants to come to your school, you're not going to say no, but it's also harder to keep those older guys because they say, why am I going to come there where maybe I'll play 30 minutes this year, but if I come back as a sophomore, well, the next John Wall's coming in and I'm not going to play. And so I, I think that Duke and Kentucky uniquely have kind of backed themselves into this corner where they really have no choice. Uh, but to get back to kind of the Calipari point, yeah. the, you know, they had, first of all, the youngest team in college basketball, which we just discussed. They had, according to the metrics, I don't know how these metrics are brought about, but the <laughs> second toughest schedule in college basketball. Uh, the SEC is awesome this year. They're going to get eight NCAA tournament teams. They played at West Virginia. They played Louisville. They played Virginia Tech out of conference. They played your Vermont Catamounts. That was the next thing I was going to get. But go ahead, Aaron. Go ahead. I finished up with that about Kentucky. Yeah, I'm rambling now. But the point is they've dealt with so much, and they're in position to win another SEC title. I just think we assume Calipari is going to figure it out. But this particular team is so young. Uh, I think he's done unbelievable this year. You know, I used to care about the mid-majors. You mentioned my Vermont Catamounts who lost today, and I know we're short on time here because Howie Schwab's coming up, and I'm going to ask you later on. It's so terrible when you're in a one-bid league. You lose one conference game in two years. Next thing you know, you lose in the finals in the tournament, and you're done a whole year down the toilet. And there's got to be a, a better way than to not take two teams from these conferences and take eight or nine from, like, you know, one of the other ones. And it's getting a little crazy out there, Aaron. Arnie, yeah, we can discuss this at length. I know we got Howie on the back yeah. end here. I would love to get into this with you because when I saw that Vermont score, I was traveling back Ugh. from Vegas. And that was my thought, too is how do you not reward that team? I know we, we, we have plenty of time to talk about that, but the one-bid leagues, I'll tell you what, there is not a tougher job in sports, I think, than being a head coach in a one-bid league. Your whole career is defined by what you do one weekend every single year. All right, Howie Schwab's coming up next. You're listening to AAA, Aaron and Arnie, right here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, good evening, everyone. Triple A, Aaron and Artie right here on Fox Sports Radio. You got to go to Hooters. You got to try the new smoked wings. It's a whole new way to crave wings and a whole new taste with half the calories. You'll love that. And you can eat twice as many. Check it out at Hooters. Let's not waste any time. I want to go to the Geico Fox Sports Celebrity Hotline. Joining us now, he was actually Alexa 
before Alexa. I, I got to tell you, he worked at the Four Letter Network. He had a show called Stump the Schwab. Now does the practicology here at Fox. It's Howie Schwab. How you doing, Howie? Aaron and Arnie, it's great to be with you guys. The night before the madness really starts because Selection Sunday this year is going to be as crazy as I can ever remember it. And I've been doing this for over 30 years following wow. the sport. And it's, it's just unbelievable what's <laughs> gone on this week with upsets, with uh, such balance in the sport. Uh, but I'll tell you what, this is as tough a year to pick the field of 68 as I've ever seen. Yeah. You know, Howie, I, I was going to start with that. What's the toughest part of your job, picking the field of 68, picking the matchups, picking the seeds, uh, picking the regions? What's the toughest part? Uh, I think right now the toughest part is the last few teams because with all that's gone on, there's a couple of ways to look at this. Uh, example, Oklahoma and Arizona State both collapsed down the stretch. Oklahoma 4-11 and their last 15. Arizona State, eight and eleven their last nineteen, one and five their last six. But more importantly for Arizona State, they lost at home to Stanford, Utah, and Oregon. Three teams they're not going to the tournament. Yep. So uh, that to me is is deadly, in my opinion. Uh, I know some people have Arizona State in. I personally have them out. Uh, the Kansas and Xavier wins as great as they were were so long ago. This seems like a different team right now. And to be beaten by Colorado in the first game in the Pac-12 tournament, that's pretty disappointing. Yep. Yeah. Oklahoma at least lost Oklahoma State. But Oklahoma, I mean, both of them have really struggled, and it's really curious to see what the committee does. Then you have teams like St. Mary's, which has one good win, Gonzaga, lost to Washington State, lost to Georgia, uh, but won a ton of games, 28 games. Then you have Middle Tennessee State. Oh. <laughs> Great regular season. Uh, won their league. Beat Western Kentucky, arguably the second-best team in their league twice. But then gets beat by Southern Miss, an eighth seed, mm. in their conference tournament quarters, which I think is the biggest stunner so far uh, this week. So now all of a sudden, Middle Tennessee goes back to the bubble. Uh, when you break it down, they don't have very many quality wins. Vandy, Mississippi, Murray State, uh, which is not great, but they played well against three tough teams. Auburn, Miami, and USC, they lost all three games by six or less. So uh, I'm really curious what the committee's going to do with them. Then there's Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State lost a ton of games, but beat Kansas twice. One at West Virginia and beat Texas Tech. Howie, I think that's enough to get them in. Howie, let me ask you this: I, I, I want to teams beyond that. One that is in right now is San Diego State. They won today, but to me, they're a fascinating case study because we've heard about all these teams. Maybe a Notre Dame. Well, they're a lot different, as you said, when when uh, uh, their roster is fully healthy. In Notre Dame's case, with Bonzi Colson. San Diego State was fantastic at full strength and lost most of the games on their resume uh, at less than full strength. So what I'm asking is, where do you see that team being seeded? Because it feels like they're a lot more talented than the seed they'll actually get. Well, that's what's going to be interesting because the committee this year, more than ever before, has to make decisions in regard to injuries. 
I mean, the most glaring one is Notre Dame with Bonzi Colson. Because with Bonnie Colson, Bonzi Colson in the lineup, they're clearly a different team. They're capable of winning a few games in the tournament with Bonzi Colson. Uh, without Bonzi Colson, they're uh, average at best. So what will the committee decide on that? Uh, is it overall body of work or is it body of work with and without Colson? Yeah. It's uh, two different animals there. Uh, so many teams have had injuries. I mean, where do you rank Arizona when you realize Alkins was out earlier in the season when they struggled in the Bahamas? Do you penalize them for that? Uh, I mean, let me ask so you how many you, situations. You, you bring up Arizona. Let me, let me just ask you about that. You know, they had him as a number five seed just a couple of days ago. I think you had him as a number four seed. Uh, no respect for the Pac-12. They they won the conference. They may win. They're tied right now with USC. Why a four seed for the winner of the Pac-12? Well, to be honest, I think they're going to be a three. Okay. I think they're going to move up to a three. Uh, win or lose this game, I, I think they'll be a three. Uh, could the committee go four? It's possible. But uh, I think one of the things the committee had to think about was, was Truer going to be back? Now he right. is. Uh, was there more to this Sean Miller, Aiton story? Uh now it's played out so far that Miller's back, Aiton's still there. Uh, when they're full strength, they're a, a top three seed. Uh, without them, it's a different story. Right. Uh, I think that the Pac-12 in general is not being respected very highly. And actually, quite frankly, I think they're getting pretty much what they deserve because realistically, USC will be in the field. UCLA will probably be in the field right that's it three teams that's it wow you uh, you can't really make a case for anyone else washington had a chance had a number of quad one wins upset kansas but then fell apart and then lost to oregon state in the pac-12 tournament you can't take them mike hopkins did a great job with a a relatively young team but not good enough so you said Uh, you think i was gonna say you think maybe Stanford may be one of the better teams, but they lost so many games early, including Eastern Washington. Stanford can't make the tournament. Who, who else from the Pac-12 could make it? Nobody. No, I, I was going to ask. You, Arizona's, you said Arizona's you, said you think USC's comfortably in? Because I, I was in Vegas last night, and Andy Enfield was really stumping for his team. I don't think he feels that confident. What gives you the confidence that they're definitively in if they don't win tonight? The fact that they're playing Arizona even right now? Yeah. Uh, I will say this. Before tonight, I felt they were going to be in because of the way they finished the season uh, more than anything else because they don't have that many quadrant one wins, and that's a problem. But I think the way they finished the season has been impressive enough. The only problem is that they played against two very average teams uh, so far, Oregon and Oregon State. I mean – they did not really gain that many brownie points in this Pac-12 tournament. If they were uh, playing better competition, it would have helped. Now, i tell you what, there's another interesting story, and that's Davidson. Yes, Davidson yes. Davidson could screw up another bubble yes. game tomorrow, and the committee's going to have to wait for that game to end. They'll do an either-or kind of thing. They'll probably right. put Davidson on like an 11 or 12 line or 10 line. <laughs> Yep, and uh, another team will be right on the bubble, and if 
Davidson wins, Davidson's in, that other team may be out. Uh, if Davidson loses, then they don't have to worry. Right. But it's, nope. it's wild that it's got to come down to that. You may remember several years ago, Georgia in the SEC tournament came out of nowhere uh, and uh, won. It was amazing. Yeah. So you never know what's going to happen. Howie. It was awesome, man. I love it. You know, I can I ask you one trivia question? Yeah, I mean, you know so much. I I, I, I heard one trivia question, and I want to see if you know it. Oh, oh put, wow! You're gonna you're gonna try to kill me on trivia? Okay. <laughs> oh boy! But, but you're so good. I I heard in the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame, there's three guys that are in the Baseball Hall of Fame that have nothing to do with the game of baseball. I, I, I'm already having trouble with the oh, answer. Okay. Pe- two, two, two of them are Abbott and Costello. Yeah, you got that one. The third one okay. I thought was Homer Simpson. From, who, who's on thir- uh, Homer Simpson? Okay, there you go. <laughs> Howie, thank you. Costello for what's on, thir- what's on first. first third base. Yeah, okay. Yep. Uh, I, I know. Howie, I'm always. Clowning around. I know, I know. Always a pleasure, Howie. Thanks a lot, buddy. We'll catch up with you later on. Enjoy Selection Sunday. It'll be a lot of fun. Thanks, guys. Hey, thank you, thank Howie Slob, everybody. Oh, I love that guy. Yeah, uh, you know, it, it was Abbott Costello and Homer Simpson. Wow. Though we got a uh, a tweet that said the guy that wrote Casey at Bat uh, also was in the Hall of Ooh. Fame. So I don't know if that means four people are in the Hall of Fame that had nothing to do with the game of baseball, Aaron. Well, if if the Schwab can't confirm it, then uh, <laughs> I don't know where we go. That's really interesting. But is Homer Simpson a person, though? I, that's a good That's a good point. Like, I, the other people are physical beings. That's like, they true. existed. I, that's I don't know. true. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just throwing it out there. You know, I, I hadn't really given this much thought. I, I didn't know this, this question even existed until you came up. Yeah, so. well, I, I've been hosting a lot of trivia up here in Vermont. When we get back, though, I want to ask you, too much computers – uh, when we decide who gets into the tournament. And we'll talk about some of the late games, bring up some of the mid-majors uh, that we talked about earlier, and just some of the games uh, to look forward to tomorrow. So lots to get through. But first, the Sager is going to make me crazy. He loves when my Arizona Wildcats <laughs> are losing or in a close game and I'm on the air, don't you, the Sager? Well, they're tied. 39-all with USC. 14 and a half minutes to go in the Pac-12 final. That makes you sad. In Vegas on FS1. We'll get to more of that in a moment. That Abbott Costello, they have a gold record at the Hall of Fame in Cooperstown for who's on first. They, this is a technicality, are not as individuals inducted, not oh, like Ty Cobb. Oh, you. you're just stealing my trivia is. question? Well, I mean, even Vince Scully getting in as an announcer, those media members get in the broadcaster's wing. When I went there, it's a separate building. It's, it's not even with the legends of the game. What about Homer Simpson? you got to give me that one. And, and the guy who wrote yeah. Casey at the bat, does that count as a fourth one? Or, or uh, the guy who created the baseball field in the 1800s, well, Alexander that, that Cartwright. That baseball, though. That I mean, but I don't think baseball. he was ever a coach or player, and no, certainly there were no leagues with back the game then. of baseball, though. Well, certainly Abbott and Costello's routine has everything to do with oh, baseball. Gosh, you ruined the trivia <laughs> question. Now look what you do that all the By time. By the way, it was a great guest, especially with March Madness to get the Schwab yes. on. That yes. was great. You know, I I wanted to ask you that superb Pac-12 semifinal last night, which is a yeah. privilege to watch, was only on Pac-12 Network. Did you yeah. even get to see that at all? I, I have Pac-12 Network. I was watching it uh, in my bed, uh, kind of falling asleep. But, yeah, I was loving it. Oh, it was sensational great. game last night. Going it to was, overtime, awesome. and that's why Arizona— I know you were rooting against me, though. Uh, well, or yeah. for the Southern California team. Yeah, don't, exactly. Don't lie. Don't lie. Right now, 13 and a half minutes to go in Vegas. Top seed Arizona tied with number 2 seed USC, 39 all. SC? in the first half shot 50% from the floor and had eight steals 
And still, this is a tie game right now. And right now, also in Vegas, it's the WAC Conference title game. Eight minutes to go. New Mexico State leads 52-47 over Grand Canyon. And still, the late game to start in a half an hour in Anaheim, the Big West final, UC Irvine against Cal State Fullerton. Already, the Mountain West winner in Vegas was San Diego State. The Big Sky final went to Montana. Other conference winners, Buffalo, Marshall, Stephen F. Austin, North Carolina Central, Texas Southern, and Maryland Baltimore County on its late three ah, at Vermont. Number one, hurt. Virginia took the final of the ACC tournament, 71 63 over North Carolina. Number two, Villanova in overtime on Fox TV won the Big East against Providence, 76 66 in OT. Kansas beat West Virginia for the Big 12 crown, 81 70. Tiger Woods is one stroke back in Florida, tied for second place. Richard Sherman agreed to a three year deal with the 49ers. In the NBA late game, the LA Clippers. Clippers are hosting Orlando Clips, shooting 56% from the floor, leading with about a minute till halftime, 54-51. Earlier wins for Oklahoma City and Dallas, which sent Memphis to a 17th straight mm. loss, guys. Wow. All right, thanks a lot. The Sagers, we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Just go to geico.com or give them a call, 1-800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Triple A today. We're uh, co-hosting the show, Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Aaron, let me put you on the spot real quick before we get to some of the stuff in some of the earlier games, and we'll keep you updated on Arizona-USC. What the heck happened to Kevin Ollie? And, and and UConn, wait, wait, wasn't he supposed to be like the, the, the hot thing and like the next Laker coach like three years ago and the, he won a championship and he was like the next hot young thing there, Aaron, was he not or what? Uh, Arnie, I don't know if you know this. Do you know I'm a UConn alum? No, I, I didn't know that. I had no idea. They are to me as the Wildcats are to you. Okay, so you then I guess I'm not putting you on the spot then. There not, you go. I've literally never been less put on the spot in my life. I've <laughs> contemplated this for about the last four years. Uh, but wasn't you know, he going to be the Laker coach? Wasn't he the next hot thing? You were loving him. Well, I was I was hating when I thought he was going to leave for the Lakers. I can right, tell you that yeah, much. Sure, yeah. Um, no, yeah, and and I mean, look, in hindsight, I think it's pretty clear that early on uh, he benefited from just having Shabazz Napier. I think, yeah, and I was going to say it's funny because people forget that year in the NCAA tournament, uh, they almost lost. They 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 went to overtime in in the first in the first or second game or something. You got it, Arnie. You got it. You see, you you know, you're going to the Schwab for trivia. I'm not just a good looking guy. I'm not just another pretty face here, Aaron. I was going to say, (laughs) stump the Spaniard. Does that work? I don't like that. That's what I'm saying. So so yeah. So anyways, it, it just. I mean, I I have some thoughts on why the program fell, but it's very clear that, look, you know, they hadn't had a losing season in 30 years uh, before last season. The the last losing season was Jim Calhoun's first year, and I think it was 1985 or 86, and they had back-to-back losing seasons. So there are a lot of different reasons why it went south, but unfortunately, you know, it was a move that that they had to make, and, and you're right. And by the way, this is always a lesson for the young coaches that may be out there listening when someone offers you a boatload of money, take it because there's no guarantee it's going to be there. In the you future. know, I, I want to say this, you know, because I'm sure 
and it was concerning for me about all the rumors about Arizona and as well as all the other stuff. I mean, this is your job. It's your livelihood covering college basketball. I got to assume you were maybe a little concerned when all this stuff was coming out, like, oh, this could, this could just crumble, you know, the whole college basketball structure. But I want to make this clear in case people don't know this. You know, everybody talks about all these poor kids. I want the kids to get paid. I want the kids to get paid for their likeness and their jersey sales and stuff like that. But never, ever, ever poo-poo or, you know, or, or downgrade these kids getting a free education. I want you to know that because, you see, people say, well, these kids make a boatload of money for the universities. You know who makes a boatload of money for the universities? That's the regular students, the non-athletes. There's a reason why Harvard has an endowment of $37 billion. And it's not because of their athletic department or their athletes. There's a reason why Columbia has an endowment of $10 billion. Or even just take, you know, Alabama. In case you don't know, Alabama's endowment is $800 million. $800 million. So there's a big difference between Alabama and a hard, even like a small school like an Oberlin, a D3 school. Their endowment is about Six, seven hundred million dollars. Wow. So it's the regular athletes, or excuse me, the regular students that bring in money to schools like that, Aaron. And I, I don't want people to forget stuff like that. Yeah, and I also just think the value of a college education. You know, I'm sitting here in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. On yeah. one TV, we have USC and Arizona. Obviously, yeah. DeAndre is going to make a, a lot. He, he's going to have his own endowment of $100 million before it's all <laughs> said and done. But on the other TV is New Mexico State and Grand Canyon. Yeah. And the reality is probably zero guys in that game, New Mexico State, Grand Canyon, will ever play in the NBA. If they right. do, I doubt they'll make enough money to support themselves for the rest of their lives. And, let, you know, this is a big thing with me, Arnie. I cover the sport. I love it. Uh, as you said, uh, I, I obviously worry about some of the FBI stuff, and we, we can get into that if you want later. But let's not forget the value of an education and the reality yes. that, yes. you know, we, we're going to watch this NCAA tournament in a couple weeks. There are maybe a dozen guys that are going to make enough money for you know the, the big money, the $100 right. million. The rest of them, maybe they'll get a first contract, a second contract. But the number of guys who play college basketball that are going to be able to make a living for the rest of their lives without right. the education that they get in college is minimal. All right, he's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. I, I named the show even Triple A. Arnie and Aaron, or Aaron and Arnie, but you got the double A. So if we're going by alphabetical order, uh, you get it on that. You know, I, I brought up my Vermont Catamounts. It was a crusher. I mean, here's a team that lost one conference game in two years. They get to the finals of their conference tournament. They lose to Maryland, Baltimore County, UMBC, and now they're going to have to go to the NIT. I, I, I mean, is, look, I know, I know, we're going to go back to it's not fair, but. I mean, really, you can't take two teams from one conference, especially a team like Vermont, but we got to take, what, eight or nine uh, Notre Dame and schools like that. I mean, that, that, look, I don't mind if you take five or six or even seven from one conference. Do we start stretching it to eight or nine before we take two from one of these one-bid leagues or what there, Aaron? Yeah, Arnie, I totally agree with you on this. Um, I just think that every case is different. But I totally agree. You look at some of the teams from these power conferences that are on the bubble. Um, y- you know, look, Oklahoma, it Just we'll just use them as an example. Yeah. They finished the season with a record of 18-13. and 13. Right. They had so many chances 
to play their way. They're a barely a 500 team. Right. You look at Vermont, you look at the fact that they challenged themselves in the out-of-conference. They played some really big games, obviously, against... Well, they played Kentucky, yeah. Exactly. And then they took care of the teams that they were supposed to as Raleigh Alkins just dunked on the entire... Uh, <laughs> the enti- I'm watching. I'm trying not to go crazy, Aaron. I'm telling you. I was going to say, I think you hit your mic to the <laughs> silence there because Raleigh Alkins just, I think... Uh, you know, I I think talking about endowment, I think he owns half of USC after that dunk. Um, I lost my oh Vermont, Vermont yeah. yeah, yeah. So you know, I think the other thing, Arnie, which I, I'd be curious for your opinion on. I love the conference tournaments. This is my favorite week of the year. I like it also. Yeah, not as much as the regular tournament, but I like the conference tournament. But is it time? Like, should we be deciding? Because I'll tell you this: these coaches at at the University of Vermont at New yeah. Mexico State. Their whole careers are defined yes. by one weekend yes. in March. I had a coach tell me this a couple years ago. I remember his team is actually uh, playing uh, in one of these conference tournament championships. And, and you know, his, his career, his whole career will come down to how his team performs this weekend. And so uh, I'm bringing it up to say, I, I just remember sitting with him. I said, well, you know, how, how do you like your team coming in this year? He goes, well, we're really good. He goes, <laughs> but let's be honest, it, it, it all comes down to one weekend in March and is that really the best way? Is that really the best way to get the best tournament possible? Because you can't tell me that yeah. Vermont, that UMBC, uh, Maryland, Baltimore County is a better representative for that league than Vermont is. And so I, I think these obviously these conference tournaments make too much money to possibly ever take them away. But at the same time, it's like, man, you just feel so bad for a school like Vermont whose entire season, a year's worth of work is, for lack of a better term, a waste because they couldn't get in the NCAA uh, no, You're right about that. Yeah, but then we wouldn't have the Texas Southerns. I'll tell you what, we're going to come back. Uh, we'll get we'll check in with the Sager, get up uh, on all the stories of the late scores. I know Richard Sherman signed the contract. What a waste of money that is. Might as well flush yes. it down the toilet. The Sager will get us caught up on all that next right here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, what does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance? Oh, it means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. Good evening, everyone. Triple A, Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Let's check in with our buddy DeSager, who will tell me my Arizona Wildcats are up by six with about six and a half minutes left. So this game's over, DeSager. It's over. <laughs> don't the kiss of death, yes. Either. It's over. <laughs> they did have a very impressive run. Part of it was that dunk on FS1. Inside they go to Aiden. It's a cutting Hawkins yep. who hammers it down. Stewart. And oh. then, of course, the likely lottery pick, maybe number one, Aiton with Should the dunk after one. that. 26 points, 18 rebounds for DeAndre Aiton. We still have six minutes left in this game. 57-49, Arizona over USC in the Pac-12 final at Vegas on FS1. A few blocks away is the WAC Conference final, slightly less in attendance. It's New Mexico State with under three minutes to go, leading 67-54 over Grand Canyon, which is coached by Dan Marley, the former Thunder Dan Phoenix once called Sun. me a he once called me a chucker. <laughs> He's seen you play, apparently. Yeah, he called me a chucker. I'm like, whatever, Thunder Dan. Keep that <laughs> How did that happen? I need that story. <laughs> I can't. I can't let. I can't let this show end. I know we still have a little bit of time. I yeah. need that story. I need an 
Well, I need it whenever you're ready to give it. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you the Thunder Dan story next time. It's a pretty good one. So I like also that. in Vegas, by the way, the Mountain West final was today. And San Diego State, not a superb year by their standards especially, and yet they got a ticket to the dance, winning the final in the Mountain West 82-75 over New Mexico. And Don't, I mean, do me a favor, by the way. I know that's Ephraim's team, right? Yeah, it's from San Diego State. Yeah, I hope they lose. I just, just, I just want to. You just root that. against people. You barely right. root for anybody. Yeah. You really root against people. I that's do. all it's I, about. That's why. I, that's why people don't like me. I think. Yes, it is. And that's why I'm on the East Coast studios, and, and everybody's on the West. Coast And we're studios. all comfortable with that. Yeah, Meanwhile, okay. at Anaheim, at the top of the hour, the Big West final starts. It's going to be Cal State Fullerton against UC Irvine. Guys, a really stunning stat from this conference. Did you know? In the last decade, this is a league that has nine teams. All nine teams have won the conference tournament in the last wow. decade. And, wow. if, and if Fullerton wins it tonight, that'll be eight different clubs in the last eight years in a row. It's just crazy. Sweet. So, you know, that's parody. Uh, meanwhile, I like that. Number one, Virginia did win the ACC tournament final in Brooklyn, 71-63 over 12th-ranked North Carolina. Someone has already tweeted, with Virginia looking this good this year, only one conference loss and a 31-2 and record overall. It's this year or maybe never for Virginia basketball. They've had oh. five superb seasons in a row. Is Aaron, this they, the time? Aaron, do they ever even score enough points? I'm surprised they got into the 70s, to be honest with you. Yeah, that was uh, breaking news for sure. I, I'll say this, right? Like, we say this about everybody. We said it about Villanova. For, oh, they'll never break through. And they win a national championship. Yeah. Said yeah. it about Wisconsin. It'll happen for them eventually, but you're right, Arnie. And I, I to say, by the way, I totally get the point, like, they're kind of tough to watch, I'm not going to lie. And I love college yeah. hoops. But at some point they'll break through. But I think, Arnie, it's what you said. They get hot. You know, they. I mean, they get cold from the field. The team goes on a little 8-0 run. They're, they're just not the type of team that can score enough where if they get down eight points with, like, five minutes to go, like, if you're Arizona, no big deal. If you're Virginia, it's like, I, I don't think you can create enough offense. So mm-hmm. I'm with the Sager. I, I, I will say, I think they break through eventually. But I'm with the Sager. It feels like this has got to be the year. And also, you eventually, if you're advancing, you'll play one ugly game at some point. It's like yeah. the Tyus Edney yep. game with UCLA back in the 90s. What, he just what? had to save them. Virginia the plays the, defense. The first game against Missouri, uh, I think it was. I was. Yeah, it was second game. I was going to say, what happens game, yeah. when every game you play is ugly like Virginia? <laughs> then what happens? <laughs> well, it's like Michigan. I mean, I know. Michigan can doesn't turn the ball over. They can actually have more possessions than the opponent, and, and they can shoot poorly and still win a game. Virginia hasn't been this good since Olden Polonies, for crying out loud. I'm just throwing that out there. I Olden wonder if so. even with Ralph Sampson, if they had a five-year stretch like then, uh, like they've had now. This has really been superb for Virginia basketball. And number two ranked Villanova in overtime wins the Big East final at Madison Square Garden, beating Providence 76-66. Jalen Brunson with 31 points. I wanted to go to school there if I didn't go to Arizona. What's Which school? Uh, Villanova. Slight difference Ooh. academically, Arnie. Were, no, I just were you going to get in? That wild oh, okay. <laughs> what do you well, mean slight difference <laughs> academically? Arnie. What does that mean? What, you, what about Kansas State? You're ragging on Villanova academics because Arizona's like Ivy League. I know that. I was going to the reverse. I was going to say, Arnie, I think you chose the right school. Back back in the archaic days when I went to college, they used to call Villanova Villanofun. 
Oh, because I'm it wasn't fun. To Arizona. But yeah. <laughs> I was in the library a lot anyway. By the way, Arizona 61-54 over yeah. USC, four minutes to go. And in my final seconds, I must yeah. say, guys, are a reminder for everyone, spring ahead. you got to move the clocks yeah. ahead an hour later tonight in just make a few sure hours. Make sure Jonas's pay because of that. I want to make sure that's on the record. Thank <laughs> that's you right. Hour less sleep, hour less show exactly. for him. You better be docking an hour pay from Jonas. Hour one in the books just flew on by. We'll come on back. Reset. My Wildcats up by six with 4.11 left. You're listening to AAA. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. This is Fox Sports Radio. All right. Good evening, everyone. Arnie Spanier, Aaron Torres right here on Fox Sports Radio as we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Aaron's on the Geico Fox Sports West Coast studios. I'm on the East Coast studios. And by the way, did you know that 15 minutes could save you? 15% 15% or more in car insurance? What do you got to do? Visit Geico.com for a free rate, quote, hour two of the show. So much to get to. All right, Aaron, and by the way, if you want to send us a, a text, and if there's a certain team you want us to go over, if your team's on the bubble, uh, if you want to know where your team's going to be seated, how we how far we think they're going to get, uh, just send us a tweet, Aaron underscore Torres or Stinking Genius One, and I'll grill Aaron uh, later on, and I'll ask him a whole bunch of other stuff. There's people asking about Nebraska, Oklahoma, Middle Tennessee, and all that, so we'll get to that. Aaron, though, before we start there, just some other stuff I want to touch on. Uh, out of side of college basketball, Richard Sher- uh, Sherman signs a three-year, $39 million deal with San Francisco. Coming back from an ACL in one leg, uh, bone spurs in the other, you might as well take that money and flush it down the toilet. I was surprised so many teams were after this guy when you're 30-plus years old and you're coming back from an injury like that, Aaron. Arnie, it was so funny because I, you know, I was spending all week in all these conference tournaments, and then I drove home today, and so I knew Richard Sherman. There were talks. I knew that he was released, and that there were talks that he was going somewhere else. I saw he signed with San Francisco, and my first reaction was exactly what you just said. Yeah, yeah. A cornerback with an Achilles, and then Arnie, I saw it was a three-year deal, and I said, "What? What is going on?" I couldn't believe it when I saw three years. That's like getting a quarterback that's coming back from Tommy John or something. I, 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 I don't know. It, why? I, like, you have nothing better than to spend your money on. And like I said, so many teams were interested. Now, I know the Patriots, I was out here, Patriots were interested, but they weren't going to pay that type of money. 39 mil, I have a better chance of dating supermodels before he sees every dime of that $39 million, Aaron. I promise you that. Uh, I was going to say, you don't. Da- I just assumed you dated supermodels. That's yeah, what I had that, heard. Yeah, it's going to be news to my wife. Uh, look, I'm, yeah, thank you there. I'm oh, no, g- did I get you in trouble? <laughs> I, I hope she's not listening. I mean, we, oh, we want all... Listens. Okay, I was, was going to say, we I, want all the listeners we can get, but that might be one that maybe it's best she's not listening. Exactly. I'm not the golf aficionado, but Tiger won off the lead. Okay, now we're getting to Sunday... Um, I don't watch any golf unless Tiger's in it or Phil's doing something miraculous. I will tune in now. If Tiger's making a run, maybe for the last two to three holes, but I will watch it. I don't know. What about you, Aaron? Are you the are you the big golf guy? And will you tune in just to see what Tiger does? Yeah, I mean, look, this is so fascinating to me because I, I think people forget. Like Tiger Woods got a DUI. Like six months ago, eight months ago, whatever it was. And we were like, his life is completely in shambles. And we knew about all the back injuries and all the surgeries, how long he's gone without winning a major. 
And all of a sudden, he's back in contention, and he's healthy. And I don't know how long this can last, but I'm with you. I haven't, uh, outside, certainly outside of a major, I certainly haven't made Sunday golf a priority uh, yeah. Yeah. in I don't know how long. And I just, you know, I, I think one, I don't even know if it's the intrigue of will he win as much as the fact that he can win, which is so fascinating. It is. I, I don't I don't care about golf. No offense to everybody else, but th- now the Tigers in the running. Now that three days are in. Now that we'll get till Sunday. Somebody go ahead and wake me up and say, okay, the last three holes. I'll yeah. tune in to see what Tigers going to do. See him wear the red and, and all that. And one other story I wanted to get to that was a big story last couple of days. Uh, I don't know if you saw the picture of Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, that was leaked to the media. He was on a, uh, a sponsor. Nike sponsored trip, I think, in Europe. There's a picture of him uh, with next to a pizza box, uh, some sort of brown cigarette or cigar. Who knows what that is? And then there's a woman next to him with a credit card, which looks something like white powdery substance, which I'm sure is just sugar or something like that. And I, and I joke about it, Aaron, but let's be honest. And he's a talent, but if I'm the Giants... I'm just going to franchise tag him when his contract's up because I I I can't I can't give him the money not not with stuff like that coming out I I can't do that obviously he just doesn't care and that's for any athlete it doesn't make a difference on any sport baseball football basketball hockey soccer I can't give you the money like that when you got pictures coming out like that Aaron yeah I'm also surprised there's pizza in the foreground he doesn't <laughs> seem like a pizza eater. But I'm with you. Does he does he get pepperoni and sausage, or is it just a cheese guy? I don't know. Well, he's got pepperoni, but that's the thing is like you know because he is considered this health freak and this fitness freak. Yeah. Uh, but I, I'll just say this in kind of the broader sense, even beyond the picture. I give credit to our buddy from this station, uh, uh, Colin Cowherd. He has been on this for years. Don't overpay for wide receivers. Right. It was right. it was so funny last year. Everyone, oh, you know, Eli Manning this, Eli Manning that. And and everyone said, well, if he had Odell, it'd be so different. It said, you know, look at all of the the star wide receivers throughout this league. They're not the ones winning Super Bowls. Calvin Johnson, how many playoff wins was he a part of? Andre Johnson, how many playoff wins was he a part of until he retired a few years ago? I'm with you. If you think you can get Odell at the right price, that's fine. Don't overpay for him, though. No, I agree. All right, uh, there's a little some of the stuff that was happening on today in the world of sports. If you want to comment on that, remember Aaron underscore Torres, stinking genius one. Uh, if you want to go ahead and send us a tweet. It's a final. My Wildcats win. They win by 14. I think the final score is 71, uh, 75, 61. I don't know why they're celebrating. I don't know what I know is uh, to, to win the Pac-12 and now to win the tournament, which means they should at least be a three seed. But I'm feeling much better now about my Wildcats making a run and maybe finally get to the Final Four with with Sean Miller. You know, it's really funny because I remember last year, if you remember the year they had Lowry Markin in. Um, yeah, they got well, hot. with Detroit now, yeah. Yeah, they got really hot in the conference tournament. Never said, this is the year. But this one really does feel like the year. I think that that Sean Miller situation galvanized them. I think they're playing their best basketball as, as Sean Miller and Lorenzo Romar embrace. I think this really is the year that they may, may break through. And DeAndre Ayton, 32 points, uh, 18 rebounds, an average game for him. I mean, uh, for the number one pick in the draft, if you don't take him with the number one pick, you've got rocks in your hands. I don't know how you cannot take him with the number one pick, Aaron. I'm totally with you, and it's so funny because I I was the guy that was on Team Marvin Bagley for a while there. But you watch Ayton, not just because of the stat line, but the fact that he just is such a complete player. It's not just 
that he can grab boards or whatever. He can hit threes. He's a great passer out of the post. It's funny. We were talking Houston basketball to start the show. You mentioned Clyde Drexler. Which he, I'll get fired for, I'm sure, about Houston. Starting the show at Houston basketball. But go, go I'm sorry. You can blame me. You can blame me. <laughs> um, but he, but Aiton reminds me of a young Hakeem Olajuwon. I think he's that yeah. good with that much upside. No, I, I I totally agree with you. And by the way, I'll put you on the spot because I don't remember myself. Who called Bagley? What announcer was calling Bagley selfish? And oh, say I don't, I don't. I can't. I know who what you're talking about. Yeah. I can't remember off the top of my I, head. I, I, are you kidding me? He was going off on him. I'm like, you're talking about what a 18, 19 year old kid that's just getting started. You're going to go ahead and and say he's selfish like that. I was I was thrown back by that. Now I wanted to ask is of course Selection Sunday, which is my favorite time. I'm curious, what do you think about the new, I don't know if you heard about the new selection show. Oh, I hate it. Th- that they're going to be doing, they're, they're moving it one from CBS to, uh, what, WTVS. And oh, yeah. the, the first 10 minutes of the two-hour show, the first 10 minutes they're just going to read uh, 1 through 68 on who gets into the tournament. And then for the next hour and 50 minutes, they'll break down who got snubbed, and then they'll put up the matchups out there. What do you think about them releasing all 68 teams uh, to start the show off? I'm not sure I like it that way. No, I don't. I I think one of the cool things, one of the real-life drama. By the way, a couple things. Why does CBS and – why do they insist on messing with things that – I know. Remember remember a few years ago when they tried to change one shining moment? And there was like a Twitter revolt. Yes. Uh, do you remember this one shining moment? <laughs> yes, no disrespect yes. to our girl Jennifer Hudson, friend of the show. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know who you have on when I'm not here, Arnie. But they tried to change. It's like one shining moment is literally the greatest tradition in college basketball. Don't mess with it. Um, and so, yeah, I'm not a big fan because I think that the live look in, you watch the team, are they in, are they out? That's the they're best. still going to show that though, but they just have to show it later on, you know. On, yeah, on but it's yeah. like, oh, if I'm St. Mary's and I'm in, yeah. But like you know, I don't know, Arnie. I don't know. I yeah, just I, I don't know why you're gonna mess with it. I know. I, look, I'm not a guy. I, I'm okay with a little bit of change, but the whole it takes away the drama f- from I it. I agree. When when you're just gonna release one, th- I, look, I don't know if they're just gonna say okay, let us just read, and, the, and they're gonna scroll in alphabetical order, or if they're gonna do it one through sixty eight. I'm I'm really even not sure how they're going to do it, you know, if, if they'll do it in alphabetical order. But I, I'm not sure I like it that way. I love when they do a region, they go to the break, and you, and you see the, as you mentioned, the team waiting. They're going, are we going to get called? Oh, no, they took somebody else. That only leaves like three more spots, and they're doing the math in their head. You know what I mean, Aaron? And that's what I mean. It's like yeah. we're going, you know, because they always do the commercial break. We're going to the last bracket, uh, Nevada. Where, where will they be, or will they yeah, be? Like, exactly. That's great TV. I'm producing the show for you right here from the Geico Fox Sports Studios. I don't even work for CBS, and I'm I'm producing the show for them. <laughs> Come on, I, Mike. They, Mike, our producer, agrees with me. He's giving me a thumbs up. He knows what's up. Let me let me ask you this because I know Vegas runners coming up as we take a live look at in Las Vegas, see what the gambling aspect is. Do you think we? And, and no offense to Howie Schwab and all the bracketology people out there, do you think we do too much numbers, too much computers when doing the sixty-eight selection? Now the newest thing is what quadrant one victories, and yes. I go, you're we're just making it harder and harder for a mid-major to get in as a second team, a second bid conference when it's a one bid conference. I, I I'm thinking. We're using too much numbers, and we're not doing enough, I don't know, just just common sense watching the games there. And I'm not sure I like all these number things. Well, totally, and I totally agree. And it's funny because I kind of uh, try to bring this up with Howie Schwab is is 
I was at the Pac-12 last night, and I talked to Andy Enfield a little bit after that game, and I and he he just started listening off the resume. He goes, Aaron, think about this: we beat Oregon three times. Yeah. He said we're the first school to ever sweep both the Oregon schools and the Mountain schools, which is Utah and Colorado. First team in Pac-12 history to ever do that in the same season on the road. That two really tough road trips. We beat uh, you know various teams, and by the way, they've had a bunch of injuries, all that stuff. So I'm only saying it to say at some point. Common sense has to prevail, and that's go, go ahead, Arnett. I mean, no, no, no. I'm, I'm sorry, but but the only problem is now UCLA has an RPI of 37, USC has an RPI of 35. I think you have to have like an RPI of 31 or 32, or or something like that. Otherwise, they might not even get in either. To be honest with you, well, and that's but that's what yeah. I'm saying is you yeah. can't watch that Arizona UCLA game, which I know you watch on the Pac-12 right. Network, right? Of course. Do, just I'm just going to ask you. We're going to do the blind resume. Did UCLA look like one of the 68 best teams in college basketball? Yeah, but it's not the 68 best, though, because you have all the automatic qualifiers. Yeah, so and then, yeah. Do you think there's 35 teams that haven't won their conference tournaments that are better than UCLA? No, I don't think so. That, but, but, yeah. but that's what I'm saying. Is So you take uh, a team but then, like— But then again, that that's not fair because then you're—we'll go back to my point. Am I going to take teams 7, 8, 9 from one conference, or do I want to take a second team like Vermont or Middle Tennessee who, who may be deserving of it? No, I totally agree. Yeah. And and here's the thing is my first of all, I, I when I say I agree what I mean is I don't think we need nine teams from one conference. I right, just I just right. e- even this year, I know some conferences like like the like the, the the Big 12, I don't even think was that good. You look at how they performed out of conference, but I just think that the system has now become so numbers based that we can't use common sense. It's funny cuz we talk about this in every sport, but specifically probably college football, college basketball, because the selection process is a little bit more subjective. Um, but, you know, at some point we just have to use our brains. It's kind of what Howie was saying with us earlier. He said, it's great that Arizona State beat Xavier and Kansas, but that's not the same Arizona State team that we're seeing right, right now. They're exactly. not one of the 36 best teams that are in the candidate pool for at-large teams. Well, so, they're also sub-500 in conference. Exactly. And that's, a whole, uh, that's a whole other story. Matter of fact, at the bottom of the hour, we have people texting us teams. I'll give you the team. You tell me if they're in or out. But coming up next, Vegas Runner, live from where else? Las Vegas. What's going on out there? How much is being gambled? Who are the hot teams out there? Uh, which are the uh, teams that everybody's taking? All that's coming up next. Aaron and Arnie right here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, this segment of Fox Sports Radio brought to you by Granger, the products and services you need when you need them. Granger's got your back to help keep your faculties running, or should I say facility running? How about that? It could be your faculties too. For the ones who get it done, you got to go to Granger. Thank you very much. Is it reading Part of the job, I have no idea. Now let's go out to the Geico Fox Sports Celebrity Hotline. Joining us now, you can check him out at TheBigMoves.com. That's TheBigMoves.com. You can tweet him at Greek underscore Gambler. That's Greek underscore Gambler. It's a Vegas runner. How you doing, Vegas runner? Never better, Arnie. Thanks for having me. Busy week. Conference tournaments always busy here in Las Vegas. And as we go into uh, Championship Sunday, we have Davidson in Rhode Island. Davidson would have shot to steal a bid like uh, we saw San Diego State do uh, in their tournament. So that's going to be interesting. A couple games tomorrow, real quickly, lines are already out. 
Uh, Rhode Island, like I touched on, a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Public's going to be heavy on Rhode Island. It'll be interesting to see if the Sharps come in on Davidson. They've been riding them throughout this tournament. Uh, see if they ride them tomorrow. No, nothing's moved on that game so far. And Kentucky, Tennessee. Tennessee opens a favor, beat them twice already, uh, one-point favorite. Still won. A couple spots went to pick them, not surprising. The public's going to be heavy on Kentucky. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what the professional bettors do. They've been doing really well throughout this tournament. Better earlier than later, which isn't surprising. They do really well in those smaller tournaments. Um, Again, public doesn't do all that well on those, uh, but as it progresses, you know, books did a little better yep. against them. Uh, but again, everyone's just gearing up for next week, Arnie, as uh, once the selection committee puts them out, it'll be a rush to get point spreads up. Well, let me, let me put you on the spot right off the bat. You might not know the answer to this. Texas Southern, who lost, what, their first 13 games, won their conference tournament. What were the odds on something like that happening I don't know, 15 to 1, 20 to 1, or maybe that's too much. What do you, what do you think of Vegas runner? On a team like that making it? To no, the, 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 because they, they lost their first 13 games. They won their conference tournament uh, at a 15 and 19 record. So you could have made some money betting them to win their own conference tournament. For sure. I mean, on the smaller conferences, there weren't like, all that many um, future odds. On a lot of conferences, it was surprising. Some wow. books didn't even have all the conferences covered. Again, when the the big dance, once the NCAA tournament, the selection committee puts their their them teams up, then there's a lot of future money coming in. But on the conference tournaments, it's more game by game. The, some of the bigger ones, you know, will get some action, the SEC and stuff like that. Uh, but really, it's not until the big dance that you really see futures moving. And like I said, the, the professional bettors, the betting syndicates, they don't get involved in those. I mean, they, the hold, like I always say, I sound like a broken record, but the hold is so high um, on futures that they really don't mess with them. So, yeah, the opportunities there when you see a team like that, upwards probably a 30-1 to 1 even, um, if they were wow. listed, uh, definitely weren't you wow. know top five choice. So they were they were high in odds. Uh, but again, I don't think there was many that took advantage of it. Do you think at this point in time there's a team or teams that still have an actual value as a national championship contender, a national championship odds, or is it just too late in the season you had to get them earlier? That's a great question. I'll tell you the truth. When it comes down to it, they the, the sports books make more money on the NCAA basketball futures than any other, believe it or not, more than in the NFL, more than in college football, regardless of who wins, and here's why. Because everyone in, when, when it comes to March Madness, everyone's looking for Cinderella. Right. Most of the future money is going on long shots. And let's, let's tell it like it is. Think back last 10, 20, 25, 30, 40 years. How many Cinderella's cut down the nets? I can't think of any. Villanova, <laughs> when I was a kid, you know, in 83. Right. So right. it doesn't, 85, excuse me, it doesn't happen often is what I'm trying to say. So the, the books do so well there because the, the money, believe it or not, their, their exposure is not on the teams that actually have a shot. It's not going to be on Duke. It's not going to be on, UC, uh, on Michigan State or Virginia. Their exposure is going to be on like Butler at 150 to 1. You know, even a team like Kentucky who's 40 to 1 and they're a big name, you know, team. Wow. Yeah, they they were going into this week, they were still 40 to 1. Um so again, because of if you look like I I touched on not many 
seeds that aren't in the top four end up cutting down the nets. I mean, it's just so rare. And I believe it or not, uh, some of the bigger professional bettors, I wouldn't be surprised because they do it all the time. They'll, They'll back one of the favorites. I mean, they'll start betting some heavy money they'll, they'll zero in on the duke and even though they're only six to one five to one they'll lock some money there thinking you know there's more value with a, a higher probability and the opportunity to possibly hedge if they get to the final four or the championship game as opposed to great sure it would be nice louisville at 150 to one of but course what were the chances yes. they were going to get there <laughs> vegas let me ask you this what about in the first round if i was to take like all the 12 seeds and all the 13 seeds and put money on them and and who knows i mean they if two or three of those hit pay out i'm getting what 10 to 1 11 to 1 especially if the odds are like a 12 or a 13 or or 15 against the spread or something like that well that's what you and you definitely want to look at dogs and you, you touched on something that i think uh too many casual bettors don't look at when they bet underdogs they don't bet any of their their money on the on the money line where professional bettors do if they bet a dog they're going to sprinkle the money line as well for a percentage of that money regardless let's say you were going to just bet a hundred dollars on an underdog a professional better will put 90 on the spread and 10 on the money line just oh. because the, the of the payout of the money line um right. and when it comes to, to march madness that's really what they you, you see a lot of money line action from the, the betting syndicates. They like betting these dogs on the money line, and you're absolutely right. If you're going to be betting a 12, an 11, a 13, you want to have something on the money line as well because if they're alive, they have a shot to win the game. I always say that with an underdog. You want it to give you 60 minutes of effort and a chance to, you know, have the back door open when the game's over. And if the back door's open, they may have a chance to win it as well. Let me ask you this. I, I was in Vegas for the conference championships this week uh, back here in L.A. tonight for the championship games, but I was blown away by how many groups of people elected to come to Vegas for this championship week, right? We always hear about the, the first weekend of the NCAA tournament, how big it is. I was telling Arnie earlier, I feel like that's kind of mainstream and corporate right now, and now all the diehards are coming the week before in championship week. Am I crazy? It felt like the vibe was through the roof this week, and it feels like championship week is now uh, ju- just as big or, or you know, getting there as, as the first weekend of the NCAA tournament. It, it really is. You're so right. I've been here now for like 2021 of these, and when I first wow. came out, I couldn't believe it. My first March Madness, I'm telling you real quickly, I walked into the Mirage. It was early morning, and it was still standing room only, and I couldn't believe it. It was just beautiful to look at and it's been like that every year since and more importantly just getting bigger and bigger and again sports betting has come front and center now um and it's become the the annual pilgrimage of young and old um before it was always busy it was around that college time of spring break and also it's always with the march madness and you touched on the first four days that's historic here in vegas they prepare for it it's it's the biggest it doesn't get any better than that um but you're right that the conference tournaments now bring people out early and the week ahead and a lot like you did coming from california arizona they'll come down for the week go back for a few days then come back for the first four days of march madness 
Now you got wow. the wheels turning in my head. I like it. <laughs> I mean, listen, you've had off since the Super Bowl's been, what, a month? People, we've had time to, to recharge and get ready. The madness is here. You've got to take advantage. And you're right. The sports books were packed. Volume was really high. And, again, every year we saw it again with this year's Super Bowl. It eclipses the previous year's handle, um, the record, always. And that just shows more and more betters, uh, fans, excuse me, walk into the window and bet in these games. And quickly, Kentucky just got hit. Um, plus one probably won't be there very long. A uh, couple of big groups I just saw in an account take plus one on Kentucky. Wow. Don't know if that's a real move or if they're just getting ahead of the market. Because, again, I said the public's going to be on Kentucky heavy tomorrow. The books are going to be big Tennessee fans. Um, but it's interesting to see some sharp money coming in now on Kentucky as well. Right. Last thing, because we're short on time. Uh, just one NBA question. Grizzlies lose 17 in a row. Teams are tanking. Dallas is tanking. Why can you not get rich just betting against all these teams that tank? Or how much does, how tough is it to make a line when these teams are tanking? You know, I'll tell you, it, it, it is tough on the sports books, but it's tough on the betters too as well. I mean, they, they move these lines quickly um and more importantly the nba is that one sport that they is very hard to beat i mean for some reason even a lot of the betting syndicates don't do all that well and don't even get involved they try to middle because totals move so much and lines move very significantly in the nba a lot of players will get held back or rested and yep. lines move significantly and betting syndicate take advantage that way uh, but it's it's one of those te- uh, sports that the books have done really well and historically all right, Vegas runner, you can check him out uh, at Greek underscore gambler. That's where you can tweet him, or you can check him out at thebigmoves.com. Always a pleasure. This is your time. Good luck tomorrow. We'll speak to you next week. Thanks for having me, Arnie. Enjoy the game, guys. All right, take care. Vegas runner, live from where else? Aaron Laws, Vegas. When we get back after the Sager, which is just about 60 seconds from now, uh, Aaron, I'm going to ask you a team. You tell me in or out, or you're still not sure. We'll get to that. But first, the Sager, congratulate me for my error. Arizona Wildcats, my friend. <laughs> Congratulations, Pac-12 well, you champs. Know, that doesn't sound like you mean it, though. Uh, yeah, we're all kind of happy for you. No, we're, you're not. we're more no, happy you're not. for Aiton in Arizona themselves, but... No, okay, Ryan's not that happy. I'd be, I'd be rooting against you. <laughs> By the way, he had a great... Uh, I looked it up as far as high seeds usually are the national champs. Since the tournament was expanded to this many teams, roughly this many, uh, mid-80s... Nine seed. Uh... It's going to be 30 years out of 34 that the national champ is either a 1, 2, or 3 seed. It's well, almost think, never that it's not a 1, 2, or 3 seed that wins it all. What year did Danny Manning win it? Exactly my next point. Since, oh, look at that! Huh? Since Danny Manning with Coach Larry Brown 30 years ago made an unlikely run. They were a 6 seed and oh, won it all. Okay. Since then, in the last 30 years, you know the only two teams... That have won it all that weren't uh, I one, two, or three? What is it, Aaron? Guess, Aaron. I, it's not a guess. 2014 UConn Huskies, baby. Let's yes. go. And, Seventh seed. And Arnie, <laughs> the other team? Oh, that won the whole thing. Aaron, you know it? It's the Arizona Wildcats with Miles Simon when they upset oh, Kentucky. Right, they, I was at that game against Kentucky when they didn't make a field they goal. They were a four seed. It was all free throws. I was at that game. So, yeah, it's usually a one, two, yeah. or three. Okay, I just want to say really quick, I think that's really interesting because we've heard how much more wide open college basketball has become as the best players leave earlier and earlier. Basically, right. what DeSager told us is that that is a crock of you-know-what. No, no, as uh, far as getting to the Final Four, that's one thing. Sure. Winning fair. it all, no. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, George Mason made it to the Final Four. Exactly my point. An 11 seed made it in, but were they in the final? No. No. By the way, you mentioned odds, futures. I have the piece of paper of the odds of college basketball champions for 2018. These are the odds from last April after last season. Louisville was 12 to 1 to win it all. That's and Virginia joke. was twenty-five to one to win it. Virginia's wow. ranked number one in the country I, right now. Can I humble brag for a second? I, I yeah. hate to do this, guys. I mean, you know, Go I'm ahead, a very Brad. modest guy. I, I don't like talking about myself, but I've yeah. Xavier. I've Xavier at forty to one. Wow! Oh, number one seed. Are we on that? By the way, yeah. T- Tennessee Vols were three hundred to one. Wow! To okay. win it all. Oh, okay, I don't. Okay, that, I don't <laughs> feel so that. good anymore. Okay, there is a game in progress. Five minutes to go, first half in Anaheim. UC Irvine was down thirteen three early, but the Anteaters now lead the Titans of Cal State Fullerton. 23-22 in the Big West final. New Mexico State won the WAC. San Diego State won the Mountain West. And also in Vegas tonight, Arizona took the Pac-12 crown, 75-61 over USC. Kansas won the Big 12. Villanova in overtime won the Big East. And number one, Virginia took the ACC tournament. NBA, there is a late game in L.A. with the Clippers struggling, but now starting to pull away mid-fourth quarter, 103-95 against the Magic. Dallas sent Memphis to a 17th straight loss. And Richard Sherman agreed to a three-year deal with the 49ers, guys. All right, thanks a lot, the Sagers. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Just go to geico.com or give them a call, 1-800-947-AUTO. And remember, the only hard part, well, that's figuring out which way is easier. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. All right, Aaron, in or out? Uh, we looked at the ACC. We know Virginia, Duke, North Carolina, Clemson, Miami, and Virginia Tech are going to be in. So NC State, um, I don't know if they quite have the RPI. They're like in the 60s. I don't think NC State gets in. What do you think? First of all, they have the most important thing on their resume possible, a win over the Arizona Wildcats. <laughs> I know that. I remember that. But really quick, what I would say, this is a – yeah, there you go. This is a perfect example of why the metrics are stupid because they right. they are not – NC State is not ranked very high as far as the metrics are concerned. They beat Arizona on a neutral court. They beat Duke, and they won at UNC. If that doesn't sound like a tournament team to me, I don't know what does, Arnie. Right, and especially their 11-7 and seven in conference. Yeah. And the funny part is – I like Florida State because Florida State has a better strength of schedule, a better RPI, a, a better BPI, a better anything. They were only 9-9 nine and nine in there, but yet I, I kind of get the feeling that maybe Florida State's going to get it. Am I wrong on that, Aaron? I think Florida State's in safely, yeah. I mean, they're one of those te- <laughs> They're so weird. Like they're, they're one of those teams I don't really remember them doing anything at all right. this year. Right. Um, but they play in the ACC, as you said, 500 in that league means something. They do have some nice wins out of conference as well. Not great uh, season-changing wins or anything, but they, they don't have a ton of bad losses, and I think with the record that they have in the ACC, they'll be in. All right, what about Louisville? That's the question. They were 500. They have 20 wins, though. Uh, they have a strength of schedule inside the top 30. I think it was like number 28. Their RPI is not bad at 38. I think the magic number is like 34 or 35. Let me ask you this. If they're on the border, does the problems they had with their coach, does that teeter them off or that makes no difference whatsoever? Well, it's funny, right? Because if we're going to make a, you know, I, I, I let, me, let me say this. I, <laughs> no, I, I, no, I was going to say, I, I don't think that that does. 
Louisville is kind of that weird team. They have no bad losses, but no great wins. I host a podcast, the Aaron Torres Sports Podcast. I uh, My co-host on the show is a Louisville radio host, and we talk about Louisville more than I care to, frankly. But <laughs> he always brings us up. No, no great wins, no terrible right. losses. So it's that weird thing. You know, look, I, I think that they're in... Uh, but I think that that the resume, I, I think that they're in. I'll say that. What about I, the problems, though? Wh- the problems with the NCAA? Yeah. Here's the thing: Coach got Does fired. Does that not matter? It uh, it doesn't matter. No, because you know it, it's not like it's not like they played a bunch of games and then lost Brian Bowen, the star recruit, or something like that. I mean, they've had the same position. And by the way, I would add this, Arnie. I think that should be a factor. How do you like this, David Paget? Got that job the day before the season started. Yeah. For, how, how about this? For two weeks, he didn't have any assistant coaches. He had to run yeah. practice by himself. And so for I, I think the fact that he even has the, them in this position is pretty incredible. It's sad, though. If they don't make it, Arnie, you know what's going to keep them out, right? That one loss to Virginia, up four Ooh. points with .9 seconds left. I and they remember lost. that. Yeah, they hit the they, – they got they hit the bucket, got fouled, then they got the ball back because he traveled, right? He traveled? He ran the baseline and he, he wasn't the allowed. Baseline. There must have been a timeout after the bucket. I didn't see that because you could run the baseline after a bucket. Let me just give you two more real quick. I know. Syracuse, Notre Dame, I didn't put in, though. You could make a case for it, but sub-500 in the division, in the conference, I can't put you in. Syracuse, I don't even think you can make a case for, honestly. Because the thing is, you look at their resume, they really don't have any good wins. And you say, you played in the ACC, you had plenty of chances to get those big wins. Notre Dame has become that team, and I don't understand it, that's become a hot talking point. People are saying, so for people who don't follow college hoops religiously, they have a star named Bonzi Colson who missed a whole bunch of time. Uh, and everyone's saying, well, now that he's back from injury, which he returned about a week ago, everyone's like, oh, you got to put him in because, look, you know, wh- how different would their resume be, be, be without Bonzi Colson? I say, there's a lot of teams that have dealt with all kinds of injuries this year. And, it, and I, I don't like playing the game of, uh, you know, well, we got to reconsider them because of this one injury. Well, there's a lot of teams that you could say that about. And they have some bad losses when he was in the lineup. I think they need to beat Duke the other night at the ACC tournament. I think the Irish are out. Uh, right, this let, let me get over to the Big 12. Oklahoma is what everybody's talking about. You mentioned they were 18 and 13, sub 500, though, in the Big 12 with 8 and 10, 8 and 10 record. We saw the start they got off to at the beginning of the year. We know they have a superstar, which for some reason means that the committee is going to put him in. At least some people think so. <laughs> I Look, a strength of schedule of three, but the I don't even know what's important. BPI or RPI? The RPI is in the 40s. I think they get in, but the numbers say they shouldn't get in. You tell me, Aaron. Yeah, Ernie, I'm with you. And by the way, you know who else doesn't really understand the numbers? Coaches. You wouldn't believe yeah. how many coach, coaches say the, the, the metrics change all the time. I don't know how to schedule to be in position to make the NCAA tournament. I think Oklahoma gets in. The simple truth is they have some really good wins at the front end of the schedule. They beat Texas Tech. They beat Kansas. They beat TCU. Um, I'll be honest. I don't think they're one of the 36 best at-large candidates, but I think the resume, those big wins will be enough. I'll be, I'll, I'll disagree with it, but I think they get in. Going to be a lot of mad teams in the Big 12. Baylor, Texas, uh, Oklahoma State. Any one of those three get in or are they left out in the cold? I think Texas gets in uh, because they have probably – they're kind of like – well, they have some really good wins and no like really, really terrible losses. Baylor is kind of an interesting case because Baylor – um, one, they weren't very good in conference play, but they don't have the out-of-conference resume uh, that Texas does. Texas, to their credit, 
Uh, they took care of Butler earlier this year, which is a tournament team. They took care of Alabama, which we've seen in the pack or in the SEC tournament. I think Texas is in. I think Baylor. Baylor better be out because they're not one of the best teams. Right. What about? All right. Let's get to the Big East. Providence. I mean, look, they didn't get the win against Villanova, but I mean, they certainly gave him a tough time. I'm wondering if that's going to have a factor. What about what's going on there? Yeah, I think they did enough. They beat Villanova earlier in the year. They obviously weren't able to pull out that victory today. And then, oh, by the way, they beat Xavier yesterday in the conference tournament. I think Providence is in. Real quick, one of the listeners said, what about Nebraska? Any chance? I say no chance whatsoever with Nebraska. Nebraska ball, they're out. I'm sorry. I hate to. One more. I'm sorry to jump there. Pac-12, UCLA, USC, Arizona State. We know Arizona in. Are you going to tell me the Pac-12 could possibly only get two? Teams in? What's going on? I think they I think they get three. I'm not positive on who those three will be outside of Arizona, but I think they get three. I would find you know, I told you earlier, I talked to Andy Enfield last night. Second place in the league regular season, second place in the conference tournament. I have to imagine they're in. I think UCLA is in. I really think Howie Schwab talked me out of Arizona State. You can't be that bad in this conference this year. I don't think you can carry those wins as good as those wins were in the out of conference. I don't think uh, they should overwhelm what happened during the conference tournament, conference portion of play. All right, when we get back, we'll finish out the conferences. We'll also give some of our picks. Uh, we could do it for the games tomorrow or games upcoming or maybe tournament selections. So we'll have a few predictions for you also. All that coming up next. Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier, right here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, great news, everybody. There's a quick way you can save money. Just switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on car insurance. Coming up next, straight out of Vegas, our buddies R.J. Bell, Steve Cofield, a Vegas perspective, and you're going to want to tune in. If you haven't tuned in, this would be a great week to tune in. Who doesn't like Vegas when it comes to March Madness? Straight out of Vegas, R.J. Bell, Steve Cofield, coming up at the top of the hour. A real quick, Aaron, just a couple more teams I wanted to give you. St. Bonaventure, they had a couple of injuries today coming into the game. Uh, Stockard and another one uh, that hurt his leg in the first half. I think they're safe. Matter of fact, I like St. Bonaventure a lot. They could be one of my sleeper teams uh, to maybe get to an Elite Eight or even maybe a Final Four. I, I like this team. Yeah, I think they should feel good. They took care of business in the I conference. They won at Syracuse. And I'll tell you what, I'm with you on that, Arnie. And I know you've been watching them closely. That kid, Jalen Adams, they have a point guard named Jalen Adams. And he's the kind of guy that can put a team on his back and win a game or two by himself. I think they're in. I think they'll be really good when they get there. Middle Tennessee, everybody says, is in. They had a tough loss. Uh, what goes on with them? Because they don't have the numbers. They have the RPI in the top 30, but the strength of schedule, the BPI, all that other stuff, they don't have. But I still think they get in. You think so, huh? Yeah. You, you, oh, you're saying they don't get in? Uh, I don't think they do, and I think it's Wow. For, listen, if, I was, if it was a one-man tournament selection committee of Aaron Torres, which it should be, by the way. I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I think that they should be in. But you look at, they don't have any great wins. The, the crazy thing about them, they have the most road wins in college basketball, but most of them are not against good teams. One thing, by the way, I think that has to be considered with them, they've been awesome in the tournament the last two yeah. years. They upset Michigan State. They upset Minnesota last year. 
I think they should be in. I don't know if they have the metrics to get in, though. Oh, I hope they do. Give me a little music. Let's give our predictions, uh, Raider Ryan. So start us up. Let's start at the top. I'll see what we'll go back and forth. Off the time. You always think my predictions suck. How about this? Rhode Island over Davidson tomorrow. The end comes to Davidson. They're not going to be a uh, a bracket bust or anything like that. They're not going to steal a spot from anybody, Aaron. I like Rhode Island to beat Davidson tomorrow. I actually disagree. I think wow. they, yeah, the, the, Davidson is not in if they don't win this game. But if you look at the last couple weeks, they beat Rhode Island a few weeks ago. They beat St. Bonaventure today. They lost to St. Bonaventure in triple overtime. Probably should have beaten them that night, too. I think they're red hot. I think they win this game. Kentucky over Tennessee. And look, I'm not sleeping on the Tennessee. What they did was tremendous. I'm going with the hot team. Kentucky over Tennessee tomorrow. I will take Kentucky as well. The last time they played it was a one-point game that Kentucky probably should have won. That'll basically be a home game for Kentucky tomorrow. I'll take the Cats. I was actually watching a little Ivy League today. Oh, Arnie. Yeah, don't hold it against me. Penn looked so good. Not that Harvard didn't. But uh, I think I'm going to take Penn over Harvard tomorrow. What do you think? I think we call our guy back, the Greek guy in (laughs) Vegas, and we put some money on Penn together. We're all Quakers tomorrow, baby. Let's go. Plus, my Arizona Wildcats will be cutting down the nets right around my birthday, which is April 3rd, because my Wildcats going to win the whole thing, Aaron. Uh, are you going to play that on your watch? I, I, I'll tell you this. I just tweeted it at Aaron underscore Torres. This feels like the year. I know we've said that before, but th- there's never been another year where they've had DeAndre Ayton, as best I can tell. I think this is the year. I, I might pick Arizona when the brackets come out tomorrow. I really might. If they lose, now you're going to be the kiss of death. I want you to know that. Hey, fun show, man. I loved it. I'm glad you had a chance to come back early from Vegas and and do the show. We've got to do it again. March Madness is one of my favorite times. So uh, I I think we had a lot of fun. And the cruise right on by, my friend. The pleasure was mine. I I had a blast, Arnie. Uh, You know I love this stuff, and I appreciate you giving me a few hours of airtime. I genuinely Uh, appreciate it. No, anytime. I love having you on. Thanks to Howie Schwab, who stopped on by. Of course, Vegas Runner. Uh, Thanks to Raider Ryan. Uh, Thanks to Eminem. Thanks to DeSager out there. Uh, Lots of college hoop that we got to. Coming up next, as we told you, straight out of Vegas, the Vegas perspective from our guys, R.J. Bell and Steve Cofield. Nothing better than going out to Vegas and hanging out there during March Madness. I mean, it takes years off your life, but nothing (laughs) better than that. All right, thanks to the guys. Enjoy straight out of Vegas. I'm back tomorrow with Plank right here on Fox Sports Radio. High Five Casino Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at HighTheNumberFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top ten for immersive art that's like. Whoa. And. Hmm. Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer. 
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, save on select steel battery tools. Right now, save $50 on the FSA 57 battery trimmer set. Real steel. Find yours at steeldealers.com. With AK-10 battery and AL-101 charger, offer valid for limited time only while supplies last. See participating dealer for details. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.